Amen. Let's stand together. Have you had a good week? All right. Well, we welcome you today. And uh, how many got to, I'm just a show of hands, how many got to go to the program uh, on Penview campus there this week? That was great. Or you didn't get to go, but maybe you got to attend it from your home, from your living room with your computer. Wasn't that wonderful? Okay. Sorry. I thought it was great. I thought he did a great job. Uh, I was, I was uh, taken back a little bit by um, Ricky, actually. He can put it on, can he? He's quite an actor. And uh, I think everybody did a great job. And uh, just thank the Lord for it. What a wonderful opportunity to minister in the community. But we welcome you today. And I can't help feel this way, even if 150 of you say, no, sir, Brother Spangler, I would rather snow, big, white, fluffy flakes coming down any old day than days like this in the winter. Michael uh, mentioned it in the Sunday school, and yes, I was just thinking, thank the Lord that he's starting to come to his senses. So, but... Uh, but I like a little cold and snow. But uh, then again, and you get that, if we had got that all in snow, we probably wouldn't be able to have church today. So I guess, now boy, they're quick to agree to that, Ellie. <laughs> but uh, so I guess it's all right. But we thank the Lord for his, his goodness. Thank the Lord for allowing us to be in church today. Great Sunday school lesson by Brother Michael. And uh, we just want to continue to worship the Lord. I'm going to have uh, Brother Adrian come. He's going to lead us in prayer, and then he's going to lead us in singing. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful this morning to be in your house. We're glad that we have come to worship you and we can feel your presence today. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings, whether it's rain, whether it's snow, whatever, Lord, we're glad that we can be here today. And I pray that you would help us in this service this morning, bless in the singing and the offering, the special singing, the preaching of thy word. Anoint every part of this service, Lord, and we'll give you praise for whatever is accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. Remain standing, if you would, and let's turn in our Christmas books to number eight. Let's turn to number eight in our Christmas books. Angels from the realms of glory. <clears throat>
seated. I trust that your desire this morning to worship, worship the newborn king. I want to thank you all for your prayers this week. Uh, and for my wife, she's been sick for a couple of weeks and we're both feeling better. And I guess for me, it was just a little uh, bump in the road there, but uh, I think we've got it all straightened out. But thank you for your prayers. And it's certainly good to see Crystal here and Brittany this morning. And if you were here the last couple services, you'll know why. But uh, appreciate the way the Lord has helped us, and uh, we give him all the glory. So, congregation, you may turn to number two in your Christmas books. Musicians, if you would turn to number 169 in the hymn book, uh, I would appreciate it. These songs are written in two different keys. The lyrics are the same. Uh, but I get the advantage of the lower key if we do it out of the uh, hymn book. So uh, number two in the Christmas book for the congregation, unless you want to turn to 169 in the hymn book, that's, that's fine as well. But let's sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Not a very little town anymore. Uh, for those of you that have been to Bethlehem, it's uh, quite the bustling city today but there are some pretty sacred, quiet spots there. And uh, it's hard to imagine what it might have been like on that first Christmas night in that little town. But let's sing about it, 169, number two.
Amen. I like that third verse near the end in the last line there. It says, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. And I'm glad over 2,000 years later that we still have the opportunity, if we desire him, that he will live and dwell within us yet today. Amen. Thank you for your good singing. Amen. Praise the Lord. A couple cards to read. With a thankful heart, dear church family, thank you so much for loving and caring so much for Haley and I. We appreciate all of you and your kindness to us and for the love offering that you gave to us. We are so thankful to be a part of this family, the family of God. May Jesus richly bless you all, Sherry and Haley. There's a card, and then, the world is much nicer when people like Brother Spangler are in it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The world is much nicer when people are like you. That's what it says. People who bring so much joy by special things that they do. To our dear church family, Thank you so much for all of your love to us and the loss of my sister, for cards, for the flowers, and especially for all of your prayers, brother and sister Kohler. God bless them. All right, brother. And we want to go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Just a couple of requests we want to make you aware of to pray for this morning. Let's remember... Um, let's remember Sister Cooley, Dr. Cooley's wife, um, in our prayers. She needs our prayers. Um, last update I had, I believe she's in Geisinger Hospital. Not sure of all the details, but let's be remembering Sister Cooley in our prayers this morning. I'm praying for her. Continue to remember Pat um, in our prayers. Let's um, be praying for her, especially physically. The Lord would touch her. Um, be with her. Ty and Tierra. Um, many of you probably know Ty and Tierra have attended our, our, our church here for probably a year or more. Um, they are, they're moving away. They're moving to Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, and so praying that God would just help them as they make that transition, um, that all will go smoothly. The Lord would continue to minister to them. Let's pray for them uh, this morning. I know Andy is sick this morning. Let's be remembering him um, in our prayers this morning. I know my son's sick this morning. Appreciate prayers for him. And I know others are, are probably are sick as well, so let's remember all those who aren't feeling well. The Lord would be with them. Think of the Christmas musical and praying that God would use the message of the musical to, to impact lives. Brother Spangler was sharing with me just, just before service about, about, about a, a certain family that had been there, um, maybe been to two different nights and had just been, never been to Penview before, but had been, had been deeply impacted by the message of the musical and praying that God would continue to work and use that, that the Holy Spirit would just have his way. It had been my prayer that the Lord would use the musical to lead people to Christ. And, and then after watching the musical, people who are, who are struggling. I think the, the message of the musical is so appropriate for the world that we live in today with all that's been going on for the last couple years. And I know there are different individuals who are facing very hard times in their lives that God would use that to speak to them and that God would receive the glory, receive the honor, and that he would be lifted up through it. So let's just pray that, that the continuing impact of, uh, of that performance of that musical will go on. God would have his way.
Uh, in our bulletin, note that this week we're praying for the Lewistown God's Missionary Church with, with Brother Donna Hay. Let's continue to remember that um, in our prayers as well. Also, would appreciate prayer for the Star Lake Church as well. Let's remember the Star Lake Church this week in addition there. It's not listed there in the bulletin, but let's remember the Star Lake Church as well. Do you have needs you would like to mention before we go to prayer today? Stephen. So remember Stephen in our prayers. Pastor Denver, I have a burden. I've had a burden on my heart for our military men and women. Sure. My son was in the Navy for 20 years. My grandson, Zachary, is now in South Korea. Sure. And Travis, Travis, just for their protection. And I'm sure. I'm for the ships. My son was on the Eisenhower. He's in the Middle East. They're in the Middle East. But I'm praying that if there's Christians on those ships or anywhere on those bases, Sure. Sure. Let's remember for uh, those in those in uniform, and then also yes, the Christians that are in uniform, that God would use them as lights to lead others to lead others to Christ. Okay. Let's remember Sister Hoffman with these tests. Okay. Remember Sister Kaufman in our prayers. All right. Unspoken needs signified by an upraised hand. Remember those in prayer, maybe physical needs, uh, different needs, spiritual needs represented here today, maybe family members or friends or, or co-workers. God would work on their hearts and their lives. The bus ministry, the outreach. God would continue to work and, and just, just use it to his glory, reach these people for Christ. Inviting you to stand with me this morning, let's lift our voices together, praying out to Jesus this morning. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we come to you today. We're thankful, Jesus, for your love and for your grace. We're thankful, Father, for the gift of salvation, Father, and the, and the goodness, Lord, of you in our lives. We celebrate the, the birth of and what it means to us here coming to earth on our behalf to take our punishment in our place so that we might be redeemed and reconciled unto God. We give you praise for that this morning. Thank you for your help this week in our lives, God, as you, as you work in the lives of your people, Lord, as, as you help them day to day, as you are involved in the issues, the situations that they face, that God is working behind the scenes. God is, is molding us and shaping us and helping us and directing and guiding, Lord. We exalt your name this morning for you are great and you are worthy this morning. Thank you for your help in the musical this week, Lord, and, and the different programs going on this week. God, may you receive the glory and may you receive the praise from Jesus. We, we magnify your name today, God. We trust in you, our
thank you for, the, for, for touching her and for helping her, Lord. But we pray for her today. Continue to, continue to help her, touch her, dear Jesus. May you be close with her, Lord, this morning, dear Jesus. Those who are sick, Lord, we lift them to you. God, would you touch their bodies, Lord? Would you give them your help and strength, we pray. The musical, Father, thank you for your help, my Lord. May the message, Lord, and Lord, it's all about you, dear Jesus, Lord. You working in the lives and hearts of people, God, in the community, Father, and those who are there, Lord, hearts need encouraged. I pray you would use it, the Holy Spirit would speak, dear Jesus, and to reach people for Christ, we pray. God, we just ask that you be glorified through it. Unspoken needs, Lord, to signify today, God, you know the details, Lord Jesus, of uh, maybe physical needs, maybe situations in life, God, and then, of course, the burdens we carry, Lord, for those around us who need Christ, Lord, this Christmas season, we pray especially, God, witness to their hearts, God, speak to their lives, God, draw them out of darkness into light, Father, we pray. Hoffman, Lord, the test this week, God, be in all of it, help, Father, give strength here, I pray, Lord, those from our church, Father, who are serving across seas, Lord, and are serving in the military, God, would you be with them, touch them, help them, may your grace shine through them, may their hearts be light with Jesus and witness to those around them, we pray, God, help us in this service today, we need your presence, it's your presence we look for, be with Brother Spangler as he would preach, anoint him with the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray, and God, anoint our hearts to be open and receptive to the word, drawing close and looking under Christ, we pray, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. A few announcements this morning, uh, Christmas caroling coming up um, the 13th, this Wednesday evening. Um, after after the, the caroling, we'll have a time of um, fellowship at the Spanglers. Um, remember that. And also six at 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., Christmas caroling, meeting here at the church. And then afterwards, a time of fellowship. December 17th is our church Christmas program. And that is in the evening, I believe, our evening service six at 6 o'clock also, 6 o'clock. And also here is outreach opportunity uh, in our uh, bulletin, and they were uh, trying to get 50 dozen cookies to give a plate of cookies to each family from the bus ministry. Um, to get involved, check out um, announcement sign-up sheet, and or you can talk to Sister Brittany McDowell about it. And it uh, really is a good opportunity, and uh, those things go a long ways. If you don't think they matter, you're wrong. They do matter. And um, never underestimate the value of a cookie when it's done in Jesus' name. And um, Sounds funny, but it's not really at all. It's really um, people, it just means so much to them when you, when you give them the time of day or when you show that you love them or care about them. And it's, um, people don't feel that everywhere or hardly anywhere. And so it makes a huge difference. Um, so um, if you're interested in getting involved in that, I know it would be greatly appreciated. And um, our bus ministry, um, thank the Lord for his help and strength there and how he has been helping. The devil has been trying to fight, but he can try all he will, but it's God's ministry. And he's going to help and give strength through all of that. So if you want to get involved in some way, here's an opportunity that you can. This time we're going to come to you for the morning tithes and offerings. So the ushers will come forward.
Brother John, will you pray for the offering, please? special number in song.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, ladies. That was good. God bless them. Amen. Judith, you sing a lot better than your dad. <laughs> but he did try, didn't he, this morning? He still tried. Coughing and hacking, but he still tried uh, this morning for Sunday school. If you, were, if you were here, thank you, ladies. That was wonderful. Amen. <clears throat> well, it's been brought to my attention that we have a brand new person with us today, and we're so excited. And I said, are you sure? I was t Denver was telling me. I said, are you sure? Because I didn't, I didn't see him come in. I mean, I didn't see him walking. <laughs> and uh, we're glad to have little Zion with us. So how about mom and dad stand up and hold him up nice and high so everybody can see him? Thank the Lord. God bless him, and uh, God bless Brenda Josh, Wyatt, and Zion, their family, and a uh, little miracle, a uh, little miracle, and uh, thank the Lord for that. We're glad to have him. We're glad to have them here. We're glad to have you here. Uh, anybody else have a baby that I'm not aware of? All right, I know, I know there's some uh, coming along. I know that's happening. It's starting to get excited, and uh, it's not my wife. No, 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 but uh, I got a little grandson coming up. And uh, I told the kids, you know, when the first one was born, mom and dad liked him so much, we'd like to order 12 more. And one of them said, good luck with that, dad. But hey, this will be three. You never know. So it's getting exciting. And so that'll be three grandchildren that we have, Lord willing, very, very soon. And then hopefully after that, it'll be twins, twins, twins. from the one that hasn't participated yet, <laughs> since she's a twin. Oh, my. Brother Spanger, do you always say everything that comes to your mind? Nope, I don't. But a few things I do, so. Well, somebody told me recently, said they found, there was a, a preacher friend of mine, a good friend of mine, said, boy, they said, Brother Spanger, do you think it's kind of tough in December to find out what you're supposed to preach? I said, well, not really in December. You know, in December, it seems like there's kind of an um, overarching theme uh, that we would have uh, to draw from. There's so much to say uh, about the Christmas time, isn't there? And we can't squeeze it all into one service, uh, no way. But uh, I just, I think probably, uh, it, well, it is, it's just a thrill to make much of Jesus, isn't it? And I was thinking even this morning during the Sunday school lesson here in the adult class, and Brother Michael touched on it uh, a couple times, but uh, it's just, a th it's, I'm glad to know the Christmas story, but I'm glad to have it personal in my life. So I want you to turn and turn your Bibles this morning to John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, we'll look at. Let's stand together. John's Gospel, 
chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and I'm going to talk to you this morning about the light of the world. <clears throat> uh, just another reminder, if you're able to go with us on Wednesday night, we want to leave here at 6 o'clock. We'll at least be using one of the buses, and the white bus, and we'll be proud. we want to go in two different directions if we have plenty of help, and then we might have to use some vehicles. Uh, so, you know, uh, depending, I guess you could always check with me on Wednesday to see if the other bus is ready. But um, if, if you have a, if you have a, a little car or a van, drive the van Wednesday night. And we would like to pull out of here at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, we invite everybody to come over uh, to our place afterwards um, for some refreshments. So keep that in mind. And then just another reminder, Brother Eric already mentioned that next Sunday night evening service will be at 6 o'clock be a special service and the reason it's six o'clock because that's our that helps with our bus ministry time because we had them here from six to seven on sunday evenings that won't mess up their schedule and so um they're going to be participating in that program i don't think you want to miss it so that's next sunday evening uh six o'clock as well john chapter one verse one in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Brother Michael Mason, would you pray with the message, please? Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that you would touch Brother Spangler as he delivers what you have given to him. We pray that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to obey. Well, thank you, Lord, for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, John's gospel is a favorite uh, gospel. I know that they're all, I guess, favorites, but John's gospel is a favorite uh, gospel in that it continually, all throughout the, the book, continually it gives you um, glimpses of Jesus as the Christ. And I remember as a boy, my dad often telling uh, people, now my dad wasn't a, a, a preacher, he was a carpenter, um, but he, he also uh, was a soul winner. He endeavored to reach people for the Lord. And I can remember even as a boy, uh, people being in our home, various ones that he would uh, try to help uh, to become Christian. He would, he would invite them, or sometimes he'd pick them up and bring them to the home. Uh, he would go to their home, and uh, he, he worked. Uh, he, he, he worked hard, worked long hours, but somehow he managed to squeeze in personal evangelism and uh, I think about different ones of those. Their families were saved uh, through my dad's one-on-one -on -one contact with them. Very grateful for that. But I think about something I've often heard him say, say to new believers especially. You know, because sometimes people would get saved right in our living room, which was uh, just, I, I didn't understand that. I was just a boy then, but it was just, it's remarkable. But sometimes they would pray through right there in our living room. Fact of the matter is, sometimes I, as a young boy, could watch, I would watch people, observe people sober up right there in our living room and become Christians. And uh, so uh, even though I wasn't a believer at the time myself, I was a believer that something was happening. Something was changing in their lives. But I often remember the advice dad would give to those new Christians uh, because they would say, you know, he'd encourage them to read the Bible, sometimes would give them a Bible and uh, to encourage them to read. And he would tell them uh, to start, in, don't start at the beginning, dad would say, uh, but start at John. Start in John's Gospel and uh, read there. And I know that there was, there was good admonition there from Dad's part because it tells you so much 
about <clears throat> Christ. And uh, it gives a thorough presentation of the plan of salvation through faith, as was mentioned in our Sunday school this morning, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, it's just kind of prevalent throughout the book. Uh, something I found to be very unique about John's uh, gospel is the way that he starts out his writings in, in relation to the other three gospels. He spends no time arguing over the deity of Christ. And uh, he just kind of jumps right into things, right into the heart of the matter. He starts uh, with this, the matter of fact uh, type statements such as this, uh, Christ was in the beginning. Uh, he, he says that Christ was with God in the beginning, that Christ was God. Uh, like he leaves it, no room for discussion uh, because no discussion is needed. He is convinced of this. And uh, I, I like when, you, when you're in conversation with somebody and they're convinced of a few things in life, don't you? You know, and especially when it comes to God's Word. And so John just kind of started out that way. His presentation is, is a, a very different, I would say, uh, at least to the other three. Matthew, he begins by giving us the genealogy of Christ, and then he proceeds to write about the conception and, and uh, uh, the birth. Mark begins by telling about Jesus' baptism at the age of 30 uh, by John the Baptist. Luke starts the story of Jesus by telling about the announcement of his birth, and then he goes on to give details of his birth. Of course, we know that Luke was a doctor, so naturally it's probably the path that he would follow. But John, he goes... Uh, he goes back before the birth to the beginning. And even into, I'm just going to call it eternity's past. And there he, he presents Christ, not as a babe in a manger, but as the second person of the Trinity. And you know, the story of Christ really didn't start uh, on that first Christmas morn. I understand the naming and I understand what took place, but the story of God come down really started a long, long time ago. And uh, I, I just thought that the musical was, was uh, wonderful, uh, to say it mildly. I thought it was great in expressing the story, and I love to hear the Christmas story presented in however many ways it can be presented in, in light of truth, uh, especially this time of the year. But I know, you know, we know, because we read God's Word, that Jesus was... He was, way back in the beginning. And that's important for us to note, I think, this morning, uh, because of something I felt the Lord lay on our hearts. So the very first thing that we discover in John's writing is that Jesus is eternal, that he existed from the beginning. This was not something that John read in a book somewhere or was taught somewhere or something that was handed down, some uh, theology or doctrine uh, that was handed down. This was a direct revelation, I believe, from the Holy Ghost, just like it was in the first book of the Bible written by Moses in the beginning. What John was saying is that Jesus existed long before anything and anyone else existed. And certainly existed before Mary and Joseph did. Remember when Mary uh, found him at the age of 12 in the temple where he was... Um, astonishing those great religious leaders that were around him with his wisdom and his spiritual knowledge and understanding. He knew the right answers to all their questions. How? How, how, how could this be as a boy? Well, it's because he knew all things because he existed before all things. John also tells us that, that Christ was with God in the beginning, that he coexisted with the Father. We read that Christ was with God. 
To me, that uh, suggests separate personalities, yet one together in harmony, harmony and in unity. And uh, just as Jesus later said, the Father and I are one. Now, if you can't explain all that, you're not alone. It's okay. It's all right. Because the great theologians of the world for all of time have struggled to explain the Trinity. But even if you can't explain it, by faith, you can be 100% convinced of it. It's like Augustine said, they are two distinct things, yet inseparably united. Today, we can thank God that we have a Savior who has been there with God. Therefore, he knows about us. He knows about you. He knows about me. He knows about how we were made, how we were formed. He knows about our sin nature. He knows about our bent to sin. He knows about our bent to disobedience. He knows about the weakness of our flesh. He knows about the secrets of our heart. He knows about the struggles in our minds. He knows about the things we wrestle with every day. He was there when Satan was cast from heaven. He watched as Adam and Eve fell. He understands the frailty of our compositions. He remembers that we were made from dust. He knows about our every need, and he knows just how to supply our every need. He's fully aware of it all. I find that comforting today. He didn't come as a babe and then grow up and try to learn how to deal with the issue at hand and figure out a plan. He knew what man needed before he became a babe, yet he was willing to leave the splendor of heaven so that you and I could leave the paths of sin. It may be sometimes difficult for us to separate his divinity from his humanity, but it was never difficult for him. I like the thought that he knew about my poor, helpless, sinful character before I was even born. And he was still willing to come wanting to come for me. I can't explain it very well at all, but I know it's true. Paul said to the Philippian church concerning Christ, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. In other words, he emptied himself and took on the form of mankind. And yet Paul also says a little later, he says, Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 9, he says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus himself said, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which thou had with me, or with thee, before the world was. We're celebrating the beginning of that work on earth, this side of it, with the Christmas season upon us. We celebrate that he came to earth. We celebrate the birth. We celebrate the reason that he came. And I love the Christmas season. And I like all the trimmings too. 
But I wish to celebrate this morning that not only was the work started on that very first Christmas morn, but also it was completed. When you think about the thorns, the nails, the cross, the wounded side, the empty tomb, it all was a part of the reality of the grand scheme of things. He is risen, he is alive, he is a well. And just to recognize that the reason he came has become a reality in one's heart is priceless. If you know the reality today of Jesus Christ indwelling your being, not just the Christmas story, but if you know that it's a reality in your life, it's just thrilling, indescribably thrilling. And when it is said that he came to save his people from their sins, it is so rewarding to include your person in that people. To say, Lord, I'm one of them. What you did, you did for me. And you came to save the world. I'm just one, but I'm one of them. So I would say this, as I try to say every year at Christmas time, don't leave him in the manger. Don't allow the story to end there. That's just one of the main chapters, probably the main chapter, but it's not the end of the story. Allow the story to play out in your heart and life. Verse 4 says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we could say in him was life, corporal, spiritual, and eternal. And in that sequence also, for man is born, and then by the grace of God born again, and then by the gift of God lives forever. This is all made possible through the divine giver of life. This was presented to a world cursed with death and darkness. That's why he came. That's why he came. That we might have life. That we might have life more abundantly. I think of something so often in dealing uh, with people. We have hope because we have him, folks. We have help because we have him, folks. We have healing, whether it be soul or body or mind, because we have him, folks. And we have heaven. We have the hope of heaven because we have him, folks. And this is where we have opportunity to get closer to Jesus Christ than we've ever been or had ever hoped to be. He may seem far off in the distance when we think of him being there in the beginning with God. And it may seem far off when we think about him creating all things. We know those are true, but that was a long, long time ago. In fact, the matter is, he may seem far off when we consider that he came as a babe some 2,000 years ago. But when we think of him as the giver of life, in the corporal sense, the spiritual sense, and the eternal sense, that brings things up close and personal. And the Jesus that was here back with God in the beginning. And the Jesus that was here back when this world was spoken to existence 
and the Jesus that was here on that first Christmas morn is the Jesus that's here in our hearts today. A couple of chapters later, John shares the very words of Jesus himself. He said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now clearly this is a conditional presentation. In other words, this eternal life has a criteria to be met on man's part before it's granted. I think our Sunday school teacher alluded to that this morning. It hinges on a man's decision and a commitment to believe. It's contingent upon an exercise of faith. As John reveals at the close of chapter 3, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. That's the Christmas gift. It wasn't just Jesus coming as a babe. No, that's part of it but eternal life. And this is what our world needs to realize today. In fact, this is what our church needs to relearn today. That we don't have life just because he came, but only when we make it a personal choice. When we do something on purpose, exercise our faith and believe on him. Too many hear the Christmas story and think it automatically applies regardless of what they do, say, and how they live. I don't see it that way. And I don't think the word nowhere teaches it that way. If you have new life today and a bright hope for tomorrow, it's because number one, Jesus brought it. But number two, you have responded to the light and accepted it. God made the choice to send his son. Jesus made the choice to die. You and I have to make the choice to live. The whole world is in darkness. Mankind is lost and undone in trespasses and sins. How can one find life? Well, it's not through church membership. It's not through good works. It's not through baptism or adhering to some strict rules. They find life only when they come to Christ. And when they find that life, it to them becomes a light an eternal light. Jesus is the light of the world. He is the only one that can bring the dead to life. But that's the whole reason he came to earth, to do exactly that. And when he brings new life to the heart of an individual, he floods their life with light. That light represents wisdom, holiness, happiness, and joy. The very thing that man lost so long ago back there in the garden. As Ephesians chapter 5 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, unrighteousness, and truth. Oh, this Christmas season I'm thankful for the light that one day shined across my pathway. Let's stand. Pastor Brandeiser, you dismiss in prayer, please.